Good morning. On this Tuesday morning, welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're going to pick up where we left off yesterday. And we have been talking about God being the provider, making provision for his people. We've used a parallel of Egypt uh, and Israel when they came out of bondage. And there are so many parallels that we find that it is just astounding. You can look at human history and look at what the Bible says. And you can find where God simply has been in man's life without him knowing it. You know, when we say history, it's interesting. I had uh, uh, learned this back in Bible college many years ago. If you were to take the word history, it would be basically, you would be saying it. It's his, his, H-I-S, story. It's God's story. History. History. Uh, so if you think of it that way, wow, you know, it's a story of God. It's the story of God and the story of man. Uh, in particular, uh, Adam, and then of course all his descendants of which we also are a part of. But God has always made provision for his people, uh, whether it was uh, Elijah out there being fed by the ravens, uh, whether it was John the Baptist being out there in the desert eating locusts and honey, uh, whether it was Jesus and all the the people that followed him and those that made provision. But then also you have all those supernatural provisions that were made possible by God uh, in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. We had been talking about those that are rich and those that are poor, the gap, the, the difference. God is not against riches, but he is against uh, loving money because it is the root of all evil. And when you consider what that means, it really has great depth to it. In the book of Luke, chapter number 12, verse 15, Jesus said this, and he said unto them, Take heed, be careful, beware of covetousness, for a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Is not what we have on this earth. There's people that possess absolutely nothing. There, you can have people that are in poverty. You can have people that are in skid row, that have a coveting spirit that they want everything, and basically they'll steal, rob, and kill uh, to get it. And you can have those that are uh, in Wall Street, the riches, uh, the rich and famous, and those that basically would do the same thing to just have a little bit more. They'll step on anybody and they'll climb up the ladder uh, simply because of greed. Covetousness. For a man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things that he has. But abundance is a word that we need to look at also because in John 10.10, 10, Jesus said, the thief does not come but for to steal and kill and to destroy. Those are the three main things that it says there. That Jesus identified the devil doing. Of course the thief also uh, is uh, a deceiver, a liar, and many other things. But here it says the devil comes to steal in our lives. Anything that can be stolen, whether it's our health, uh, whether it's our joy, whether it's our peace, 
whether it's our state of being. And he has come to also kill uh, anything that is alive in us, whether it's the word of God, the, the seed that has been planted by the Almighty. Uh, anything that can be killed, he will attempt to kill. And of course, he will destroy any work, anything that we have uh, done, uh, whether it's good uh, in, in our sight or not, he will come and try to destroy. But then Jesus makes this statement, I am come that they might have life. And that they might have it abundantly. So see, abundance of things and having life abundantly. Uh, in the Greek, when you look at, at, at those words, it's basically the same word that one is looking at. And that word uh, simply means to superabound. When one has abundance, is to have superabound, to have a lot of uh, excess and the word abundantly, of course, it just has the L-Y in the sense beyond. It's, it, they, they come from the same word uh, and basically just one is an adjective or one is an adverb. So God is not against abundance. You look at uh, Abraham, he had abundance. Lot had abundance. You look at Job, he had abundance. You look at David, he had abundance. In fact, David had so much abundance that the amount that he had separated and put aside so that Solomon could use to build the temple was massive depending on, on what calculations are used and how much was the value of gold uh, then and the value of gold now and, and the actual uh, weight of a, of a talent of gold and silver and brass or whatever. I mean, this could have been in excess of in the trillions of dollars. Now, that's that's more than any wealthy man that's on earth right now uh, has possessed, personally. But David, he used all of this for what? For the glory of God, for the place that God said he wanted to put his name and dwell forever. And then, of course, he had promised David uh, from the... From, from the loins of, of, of his descendants, there would come the Messiah. So when we talk about these things, it, it, it has to have a balance between the, the far right and the far left of things in our lives. So when we look at then, if we're supposed to have things in abundance, what things are they? Well, in the, Rome, in the book of Romans chapter 14, in verse number 17, the scripture says, For the kingdom of God is not meat, drink, but righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Now the streets of the New Jerusalem, the Bible says, The streets and the foundation of the city and everything else is beyond our comprehension here in the natural. What we put value on in the kingdom of God, <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna use uh, the word. It's the construction material. In in the streets of this planet, they're basically made out of uh, 
asphalt, uh, tar, pit, uh, rock, gravel, sand, uh, things like that. But the streets of heaven are going to be made of transparent gold. Gold that is so beautiful, so fine, so transparent. This is what we're going to walk on. Yet this is what people try to hoard up here on this planet uh, as a security blanket and silver and many other things. These are the things that people invest in. But yet in heaven, it, it's so super abundant. The foundation of the, of the walls of the new city of Jerusalem uh, are made out of the most beautiful uh, stones, uh, sapphire, diamond, emerald, uh, all of these things. And the walls of the city have 12 gates that each gate is about 200 feet high. And they're each made out of just pearl. One giant, gigantic pearl gate. And there's 12 of them for the city. And then you stop and think about it. The foundation, it is 1,500 miles square. I mean, if you took every single little bit of <clears throat> diamond, sapphire, and everything, that the, I doubt it if you could get several several miles or even a mile of, 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 of things put together. And then, of course, the thickness of what the, those walls have to be to hold up what what that foundation is made out of. But yet, here, I believe, and, and sometimes I think that, that, the, that the new heaven, when it was made, you know, when you chisel away at things, when you grind away at things, and you have uh, little bits and pieces of things fall, sometimes I think it was almost like the, the, the powder, the sawdust, the, the, the things that were left over that just happened to be uh, enough to just put here on the planet just to give us a glimpse of the entirety of what the new heaven, the new earth, the new Jerusalem holds for us. But when you stop and think about it, peace is one of the things that man, after he fell from, uh, after he fell in the garden, it's one of those things that he has not had. True peace. Peace with God, peace within himself, and then peace with his fellow man. And then joy, a joy unspeakable and full of glory that the talk, the Bible talks about in the book of Peter. It's a joy that goes beyond our comprehension and uh, understanding, but yet it is provided a righteousness that, that, that affects our abilities to stand before God and be completely guilt conscious free. No condemnation, no anything. And yet that is what the kingdom of God is, to be able to walk in the presence of God throughout and throughout eternity. But yet, I'm not making it futuristic. This is something that we can have now. We can enjoy that righteousness, that peace, and that joy in the Holy Spirit now. In the book of Romans, in chapter 14, verse 18, it says, For he that in these things serveth Christ is accepted of God. It's not something served Christ in the past, but serves him now in the present. So, for he that does these things serveth Christ is accepted 
to God and approved of men. And then the psalmist in Psalm, uh, Psalm 16, verse number 11, he also gives us a little glimpse of God's provision for us in that he says, Thou will show me the path of life. Now remember Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And it says in the continuing of that verse, uh, Psalm 16, 11, In thy presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. The pleasures that he's talking about are the pleasures of not only his presence, but those that we miss, the pleasure of looking at the sky and looking at nature and recognizing God's hand in creation. The pleasure of eating something and not having to worry that it's fattening that it has chemicals that are going to cause cancer or going to kill us. The pleasures of knowing that we will be in heaven with our family members and we can enjoy here in this earth the true fellowship, the true koinonia of God with our fellow brethren here on this planet to be able to, as Jesus said, greater love has no man than this and he that layeth down his life for another. To be able to express in the fullness of our soul and spirit and body the, the pleasure of knowing that God has been good to us and that he is good. And of course the pleasures of being able to pray and sing. The apostles when they were beaten and when they were thrown in jail and told not to speak... It says that they were full of joy, that they had been counted worthy by God to be able to. They weren't massive, you know, some type of sadistic individuals that enjoyed pain, but simply that they knew that before their living God, they were approved of these things. So someone say, well, yeah, but I live on this earth now. I have rent to pay. I have bills to pay. I have... Yes, but your father has no, he has knowledge of these things. He knows that you need these things. But the scripture also says in the book of Luke, after he told them, you know, uh, seek ye the kingdom of God first, he said, for it gives the father great pleasure to give you the kingdom. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Join us on Wednesday as we come back and continue looking at this. In Jesus' name, keep looking up. Our redemption draws near. Amen.